all right happy friday welcome to the stream we are live it's friday so d financial friday here we are my name is alfred from diversified capital of course we got raymond joining us as well on our show today raymond what's going on it's another friday Good. how are you Good, good. Happy as always Friday. Uh, yeah. Looking forward to the weekend. How about you? I know, right? We got, uh, you know, actually some team events going on next week. I'm super looking forward to that and wow. actually getting to seeing the team in person, which will be <laughs> amazing, right? But again, we are live across our platforms. Got another show for you guys today talking a little bit about how do we protect ourselves in terms of financial information being out there. I mean more than ever, right? Like we are sharing credentials, sharing our information, posting our information into workbooks. And so it is a common concern that, you know, even our clients will talk about as we're working with them remotely as we have for a long time with our clients actually, but like, how do we make sure that uh, you're doing what you can, or at least understanding things that are available for you um, to limit some of that liability, right? And so we'll get into yeah. that. Uh, in the later part of the show. But uh, again, we always talk about the market and we'll get into that in just one second. Uh, of course, uh, as we get into the show, I always start with things like, right? Uh, talking about how this is not uh, your personal financial advice. It's not specific to you, right? It's more for general financial planning education, but there is a place for that, right? If you're looking for personalized advice, looking for some information about our financial bootcamp, head to diversifycapital.com, get started page, watch a little bit of, on a video about how we are trying to change uh, the way that financial advice is provided uh, to the new generation, okay? Um, we're also, of course, live here uh, every Friday, unless, of course, there's some holiday and we're off, right? Uh, but if you're looking to get notifications as we go live, make sure you subscribe either to our Facebook or YouTube channel. Uh, our YouTube channel is a great place for all things that we've done organized by our team so that you guys can see, right, the different topics, different series that we've done. Uh, and we're looking forward to bringing more to you and, and how uh, you can, uh, you know, again, listen more to these topics okay so i always like to you know kind of preface this and say you know the market itself right is going to be something that we try to talk about with you guys hopefully in a simple easy to understand manner what's going on i mean it is interesting i'm going to show the stats at the bottom here so raymond can talk to us a little bit about it right so those are some of the numbers we did add i realize uh Someone commented to me like, can you know, is it possible that you put like the year to date number, like how the markets are doing year to date next to how it did this week? So that's what you'll see right at the bottom right now uh, in the brackets, right? The 13% for S&P is the year to date number. But again, Raymond, just read off some of the numbers. What are you seeing? What did you, uh, you know, uh, like notice go on in the markets uh, um, this week? Yeah, uh, and definitely seen the NASDAQ uh, beat out the S&P 500 and Dow Jones, which has been a while since we last seen that. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, seeing even S&P hit all-time highs today. So year-to-date, as you can see below, it's at 13%. So um, they're going to be the best out of the year-to-date compared to Dow Jones and the NASDAQ. But you can see the NASDAQ is getting closer and closer back to Dow Jones, about 4% away. Uh, but I feel like there's a lot of confusion, right, in terms of still – 
the headlines being inflation, right? The Fed's um, thinking of not doing anything in terms of raising interest rates where we are seeing a recovering economy. It's not always a bad thing to increase interest rate. It means that we are recovering in that aspect. So I think investors are slowly starting to overlook some inflation, but we're seeing a lot of back and forth between large cap growth with NASDAQ and value stocks, but kind of seeing that inch closer together recently. You know, I mean, while we're on the topic uh, um, of uh, inflation, I, I think, you know, to your point, the idea about is inflation going to be something that uh, uh, is going to be here for a while. And I think for those that are watching, like, what, like, why does it matter when we talk about inflation? Right. And, and yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's about this idea where, you know, my dollar today, right, what I can buy with it, right, we call it purchasing power is eroding, it's, it's, it's worth less and less. And even if I stay invested, right, all of that, that's one way, right, to, to battle it. But then you have to be in the right investment, like that doesn't get affected by inflation, as we've talked about in, in many of our shows in the last month or so, something like growth stocks are affected a little bit more, as you can see, NASDAQ at eight and a half percent this year compared to 12 and 13 percent. Right? There's concerns that inflation will affect those stocks more than others, but it is a way to keep up. I mean, again, there are friends, a lot of our friends uh, personally, that maybe they're not as comfortable with investing and they sit on money in their right, like savings account. And though th mm -hmm. that's a massive inflation risk, right? If you know uh, and, and, and actually Right. There's a term out there. Ray, I don't, I don't remember if we talked about it on the show, but right. Have you heard of the term shrinkflation? Right. No, that's not I didn't new, either. Yeah. I did not either hearing what like shrinkflation was. So so for so I read this article. I was like, all right, like what is it that people do in times of inflation? And I'm saying people as in like those that make product. Right. Like, is it Kleenex boxes? Is it cat food and all these things? Because cost of those things are all rising right now. Whether that's a mm -hmm. long-term sustainable rise, that's being debated. That's what Raymond is talking about in terms of like, is that a debated topic? Like, is that a long-term inflation issue? But what's going on right now is uh, the idea that shrinkflation, your, whatever you're buying has shrunk, right? So like cat food, whatever the same price of your monthly cat food delivery, let's say, instead of six ounces per mm -hmm. can or whatever it is, it's 5.2 ounces per can. Without you even knowing, you just paid the same price for 0.8 ounces less. That's shrinkflation, right? Uh, you know, we, we joke around all the time, Ray. We talk about $5 footlongs at Subway. Those things aren't $5 anymore. That's inflation, right? Yeah, I mean, exactly. uh, I mean, I guess they could have made it a $5 footlong, but then when you get it, it was actually only three quarters of a footlong. That's shrinkflation, right? And yeah. so this is happening right now. There's a, a measure of that sometimes in when we talk about inflation and talk about them measuring it, they actually will weigh the goods and, and see what went down or not. But it made it harder, right? It's, it's been harder to do that in times of COVID and going to the stores, but I think it was just an interesting term like that. This is real, it's happening, right? It's, it's happening in front of our eyes right now, uh, not just in gas prices, but everyday things that we buy, right? You just don't know. I don't think any yeah. one of us will know, Raymond, if there was like, 10% less Kleenexes in the box. Like, how are we, how the heck are we going to know that? But we probably sure. paid the same price, right? Mm -hmm. um, so uh, it is still, I think, the most common topic. But you know what? What are, what are we not talking about? We're not talking about, right, like where COVID cases are. We're not necessarily talking about vaccine 
like where is that although you are seeing vaccination rates slow down a little bit it's not maybe headed up to you know the higher numbers that we wanted to but like it's it slowed down quite a bit um internationally right you're still seeing struggles of certain areas getting vaccines for example right like a place like taiwan completely shut down their borders and and they were able to stay fairly right covid like case free for quite a while but they haven't had the same right vaccine vaccination rates and you know it just takes one person right and they're still once they start opening up they have more travel right they're running into issues so it'll still be interesting although not type top of mind for everybody is like how covid yeah. is going to be impacting some of these things right so um but yeah i you know i think uh uh that was definitely something i learned uh last week of that term <laughs> shrinkflation i thought was i was really interesting and, and, and wanted to share with you guys all right so yeah. Um, but yes, uh, we're going to jump into talking about our financial planning topic. And this is the idea about, right? Like, how do I protect my financial information? How do I protect my accounts? Right? All of those things. Now, I mean, I posted in a group chat, right? At work the other day where we were talking about a password leak, right? And, and we're talking about yeah. a password leak. I had what like something like a billion passwords or I don't remember what it was. But it was one of the biggest big passwords, yeah. right? Um, I don't know. It, it's it's mind blowing to me to think that like this doesn't happen more often. Okay, not the fact that it happens. Okay, because I honestly make the assumption that like you know with the amount of tracking apps and things like that, data leaks. Someone out, someone out there just hasn't picked on me yet in terms of right, like identity well, theft. Maybe they have. We just don't know, right? Yeah. I mean, um, and just to kind of clarify, it was actually eight point four billion. Eight point four billion. Four <laughs> billion leaks, basically. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was just like <laughs> last week. So you know, chances are, if you have a password, it was probably in there, right? And so, um. <laughs> You know, and so how do we like, how do we manage that? Right. Like, how do we talk about that? How do we, you know, think about uh, doing certain things, right, that can help us be protected before we get mm -hmm. to that? Like, what are some of the things that happen even right that people are worried about? So, you know, I'll talk about the first one, which is like, you know, you see uh, the worry about someone stealing your identity and, and opening a new credit card, right. Drawing out money. I think that's, that's one big concern, right. No. Um, you know, password leaks. We just talked about that one. What's one mm -hmm. that Raymond, that people don't talk about, right. When it comes to like things they do annually. Right. And, uh, but we see often, um, you know, what, what, what is another one that you can think of? Yeah, another one would be relating to your taxes that you file each year. Uh, there's a possibility in terms of your identity being stolen in that aspect when someone pretends to be you, they file taxes, they file your taxes, uh, whether it's fake, whether it's real, and they actually get your return or your refund uh, mm -hmm. that should have been yours, right? And before this, uh, if you ever were into that situation where someone did steal your identity from filing taxes, uh, there's a pin, but the IRS is also changing moving forward, allowing more protection around a specific pin that you can create 
so that only you have this. And when you file it, it requires this pin to continue and ensuring that it's really you and not someone else that's filing on your behalf. Yeah. I mean, hold up, right? Let's take a step back. You're yeah. telling me, right, that someone can file my taxes, right? Like, you're like, wait, why would they file my taxes, right? They're filing your taxes just simply to use your identity, right? And yeah. then putting in information, just modifying some of the numbers. I mean, think about it. When you file your taxes, right, audience, right? Like, you just get the refund, right? Like, I mean, it's mm -hmm. not like they actually go and check, right? You don't, you're not getting an audit the moment you file. Like, that's how U.S. taxes work, right? Like, you're getting an audit at the fastest probably two years later yep. so when you when you when you i you know as as someone you know uh looking for cracks in the system and all of that they're saying well i can just submit a tax return with numbers that are relevant like like reasonable that shows a refund put in mm -hmm. a bank account number and then all of a sudden right that refund comes to me and boom account is closed i'm i'm good i run away with the money and that is what is going on it's happened to a lot of our clients that we know they go and submit their return raymond and then what do they say oh my gosh like it got rejected right <laughs> like they're like it's already, it's already been submitted it's already been submitted like wait what like like who did my work for me no unfortunately it's not like in a good news situation that someone did it for you your identity was stolen right and and they filed and and they pretended to be you now in the past raymond you were talking about this mm -hmm. irs pin so let's now start getting into right like, like we've identified three things that we want to talk about right like it's the like thinking about someone applying new credit under your name talking about mm -hmm. right passwords being stolen well how do we think about that and of course the tax returns how do we protect yourself there so we'll cover those three things because right like we're not cybersecurity experts right none of that there's certainly many things that beyond that you can do, but I'm just, these are three common things that we run across with our clients, right? So in the past, what happened, Raymond? Like if, if, if you try to go apply, was, was there actually anything you can do prior to 2021 with your IR, with the IRS and trying to get a pin beforehand? No, unfortunately, there's no way to get it before unless you're actually a victim of identity fraud or somebody had file taxes on your behalf. Uh, so they are trying to change that now, mm -hmm. uh, make it, it more accessible uh, to anyone who wants to opt into receiving a pin. And to be honest, and that sounds like, a, sounds like I should have been there to begin with uh, and not taking this long to allow people to opt into it, but definitely something people should consider, right? Yeah. And so uh, I'll have our team include a link to this in our uh, uh, description and notes. But again, the IRS started this year allowed you to instead of after the fact like instead of having your information stole once and then you get the pin they're saying you know what you can get the pin now right <laughs> thankfully that that is the case right yeah. right uh but essentially you get the pin and so then what happens well that pin is something that you need to submit and file with your tax return before they will accept your return so without the pin you can't do it i mean i feel like it sounds simple enough Right. Um, and we'll see how well it works. It just got launched this year that you can actually apply for it through the direct IRS website. So absolutely. Point number one. Right. Get an identity protection pin from the IRS to protect your tax returns. Who should you do it for? I mean, honestly, I have a daughter. She's two years, three years old. Do I think I need to protect her uh, uh, identity? Uh, yeah, actually. Right. You have situations where. Right. 
people will file tax returns on kids tax returns right and you may never know it because you don't need to file one but that's certainly happening too which we'll talk about in some one second about like how to protect like credit on that as well but again from a tax return perspective right you can absolutely go help yourself by signing up for an identity protection pin mm -hmm. all right let's talk about the credit card the the getting credit like applying for credit tell me a little yeah. bit raymond about right like what is for example like credit monitoring right you hear that a lot mm -hmm. like especially yeah. what was it 2016 i don't know when the massive right equifax credit Equifax's. leak was right yeah right what is like credit monitoring versus credit freeze okay and how has that improved in the last i don't know five years since that credit right leak to protect yourself yeah i mean ever since that leak with equifax which everyone houses their social security number and personal information there you would expect not one of those type of bureaus to have any leaks but it did happen um and uh the difference i mean starting off with credit monitoring Think of it as really like a fraud alert, right? It allows you to either pay for a service. Sometimes employers allow for this type of service through their benefits, or you can pay it through one of the three major credit bureaus like TransUnion, Experian, or Equifax, uh, where they would monitor any type of transactions or anything that they feel would be fraud and would notify you so you're aware of it and take action upon it, right? So credit monitoring does help in a way that you're keeping on top of it. You know, you're, you're keeping an eye on any, anything that looks suspicious or anything that might be fraud, uh, but it doesn't necessarily protect you uh, as compared to what credit freezing is. So when you freeze your credits, what this allows you to do is basically when you try to go open an account or when you try to open a credit card or bank account, usually they're going to request for your social security number. They need to run a credit on you, uh, making sure everything checks out. Uh, but with that credit freeze, they actually are not going to be able to create that account until you remove that freeze. Now, given what happened with Equifax, you know, a few years back, they've made it a lot easier now for you to freeze your credit score and unfreeze it. It was more difficult before where you had to mail your copy of your security card, a copy of your driver license, you know, letter um, just to freeze it. You also have to pay a fee. Uh, but given what had happened, you know, all of them are falling with each other in terms of now all you have to do is sign in to one of their online access. Um, it's really a click of a button now to really just freeze and unfreeze. So while it does help in terms of not being any accounts being open at a bank account, even if you were to walk into your bank account yourself and try to open an account, you would not be able to, even though you are yourself, right? Um, but it goes to show that it does prevent an un accounts unauthorized accounts to be created and provides more protection um in which you know you can always turn off if you ever are trying to open a credit card or getting a mortgage for example where you can unfreeze it for that time being and then turn it back on so yep. really think of you know credit monitoring as a way to keep track of any suspicious activity any fraud that might be going on where you'll be notified and there are subscriptions around that but whereas credit freeze takes actually one step further and actually protecting your accounts in the case someone tries to walk into a bank calls in or tries to open an account underneath your information. And I mean, right, like you're talking about instead of just an alarm system that tells you someone is at the door and inside your house, right, with video cameras, you're saying they can't actually mm -hmm. get in, right, with a credit freeze. And I personally, yeah. right, like credit freeze a lot, right? Um, Definitely. 
you know, I think uh, the difficulties that come with credit freeze are going to be, well, I can't unlock it. Well, I guess that's the purpose of it, right? Like you need to have the pins, yeah. the passwords and all of that to be able to do that. Uh, but if you can keep track of all of those things, then you know what? Unlocking your credit, you know, you know, people worry about the hassle. What if I go buy a car? I mean, hopefully you're not buying a car right? every other week. Okay. And, and uh, you can actually know when that is going to happen. But even if that was the case, even if you're sitting at the dealership ready to buy the car and they say, we well, need to run your credit. You say, hey, you know what? Which one are you running it against? Is it TransUnion? Is it Equifax? Is it Experian? You can hop on your yeah. phone nowadays, right? And log in and hit unlock and boom, they're able to run your credit right after. It's that simple, yeah. right? Like to me, that's one of the easiest things that you can do, Raymond. And and I think feel a little bit more security yeah. that like someone can't actually even, again, I made the assumption right at the beginning yeah. of the show. I was like, hey, you know what? I already know someone already has all my information. The question is, are they going to use it or not? Right. And so they just want to pick on the easy targets. If they go in, they make a shot at it and it's, and it's locked. They're not going to try again. Hopefully that's the case. Right. And so, yeah. um, I definitely think that that is, is a, a, the right way to go. If I was right, like in your guys' shoes to, to do the credit freeze. Right. And you can actually definitely. do the credit freeze for kids as well. Right. Like if they have a social security number, right. All of that. Again, if they're not applying for any credit, I think that's a perfect thing to do to try to right, limit the exposure, right? To just unauthorized lines of credit being run. Yeah. Okay. And the process would be to visit those websites, um, the three that we mentioned. There's actually a fourth one that not many people have heard about, but it's called Innovis, uh, which also works the same way as the credit bureau. But you know, if you're interested in freezing your credits, definitely visit each of their websites. Uh, create a login for it and then be able to freeze uh, your credit that way. So it should be fairly simple uh, to complete and definitely worth protecting your identity and in case any accounts get opened. And now we're at the final one, right? How do we manage, right? Like logins and passwords. And, and again, we're not cybersecurity experts, but we certainly talk about this with a lot of clients, right? I mean, it all ties in together. Like if I'm talking about having a credit freeze, then I need to know how to be able, right, to log in back to the credit fees without having to reset my password and do all of that. Yeah, that, that's absolutely right. Um, you know, hard to do. So, you know, if I if I think about it, having a good system to create secure passwords is going to be part of it. Now, I mean, we can go mm -hmm. on and on about different password managers, right? every every platform has one right like you if you think about google chrome as a as a website browser well chrome has one apple has their own okay everyone has their own and so uh, i think it boils down to probably two most popular ones right to use and i'm going to talk about uh what uh, uh the benefits of those are right um and i think there are of course negatives to it and i think the benefits outweigh the negatives but raymond what is one of the uh, uh two most popular ones that are out there right in terms of password managers yeah one of them is going to be LastPass that we actually use uh personally as well uh so this allows you to basically add it onto your your browser uh and help create or generate secure passwords. So unique passwords, right? Things that include uh, random numbers, random characters, uh, where it's not easy to guess. And that's gonna be really important when trying to set up passwords for your multiple websites. So you don't wanna use redundant or repetitive passwords. Mm -hmm. You wanna use the ones that are going to be unique. Um, try to max out on a number of characters that the password allows you to utilize um, to take full advantage of that, right? But 
as we have so many websites since everything is based online now you know we are creating usernames and passwords everywhere so in order for us to keep track of this a password manager does help in this aspect where you can house everything in one this one area but you want to make sure too that LastPass is going to be secure or you want to have things set up like multi-factor identification uh, where it could be either through your phone like through a google authenticator um, maybe through text message to your phone definitely goes a long way in that second step before you even go into one of these password managers. And the other one is 1Password, right? I think is another very, very popular one. And I feel like between the two, it covers most platforms across multiple devices, right? And it creates this kind of, and again, this certainly to me beats like having a spreadsheet somewhere because I think still having a spreadsheet somewhere, if you're on your phone, you need to log into the spreadsheet, right? Be able to, to, to get that. Like, I think one of these, two methods is the best balance right or having a password manager in general is the best balance between you know not having you know password one two three four right and then just on a different account it's password one two three four five right like really yeah. i think i sounds like a joke but i mean how many people actually do that a lot of people right actually still do that uh mm -hmm. with their passwords okay and and the idea is that it's just I, there's too many logins i don't remember right? i had to reset it all but i mean i think it's some time involvement to actually use one of these password managers to all of a sudden be able to replace all your passwords and then to your point to log in to the password manager you better make sure it's very secure right and these meth or these platforms have very secure ways to be able to get in right hardware keys even something you need to carry physically plug into your computer, yep. tap on the back of your phone before you can even log in, right? I mean, those are different methods that maybe, I don't even know if 1% of the population actually does that, right? But like, you know, you know, if your business revolves around it, right? Certain things, you certainly take these steps or at least thinking about it, right? Mm -hmm. What I think is also interesting that most people don't talk about is like, I mean, this ties back into like estate planning, right? We've talked about like what happens if you pass away. A couple of shows ago, we were talking about Right. Like estate planning is not just for those that have a ton of money, like it could be for everyone. You know, one of the things that, you know, isn't mentioned is like, well, like what if one person in the family manages all the accounts? Right. Which tends to happen quite a bit. Right. And then all of a sudden, if they're not here anymore, who knows all the passwords? Like, how do I get in? Right. And so one cool feature in these password managers is the ability that you can set if I don't log into my password manager for, I don't know, set a time frame, whatever you want that to be, right? It would actually send, right, your designated person an email and saying, hey, I, you know, maybe something would have happened. I can't, you know, uh, to this person, you know, they haven't logged in in X amount of time. Here is your access code, right, to the remaining database. And of course, you're not going to send that to like, you know, anybody. I mean, that probably email should be go to like your spouse, right? Your wife, your husband, whoever it is. But I think that becomes incredibly helpful when you're talking about if something were to happen, how do you make life easy, right? Like, how do you make life easy on everybody, right? And so, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's absolutely something that, uh, you know, you guys should think about. But again, to summarize, right, if we're thinking of, um, you know, uh, common issues that people run across with identity theft, we're talking about, right? Passwords being stolen. So again, some password manager to 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 cope with that. If you have a situation with um, you know credit, right? Running so people have your identity. People are trying to get new lines of credit. Credit freeze, I think, is the way to help with that problem. And then finally, mm -hmm. 
right? Probably the less known one, right, is tax returns, right? So you can hopefully prevent that by now signing up, right, new to 2021, which we'll post a link in our uh, 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 summary here and in our description. You can actually sign up for an identity protection pin voluntarily other than, you know, and, and again, as Raymond said, not uh, like before where you had to be a victim of identity theft before, right? You can get that pin so you can actually do it beforehand now. So hopefully if you guys take those three steps, right? It'll just help you feel a little bit better, a little bit more secure. Uh, and to me, things that you can do within, right? At least starting to get that set up within 15, 20, 30 minutes. And I think that would help you out quite a bit. All right. Did I miss anything, Raymond? Did we cover all of the three topics? Yeah, I think cover a lot today. Hopefully uh, people take our advice and uh, don't fall victim to it, but better protect yeah. yourself when you can. Awesome. Well, thank you guys. Thank you to uh, our live audience, right? Uh, those joining us on our stream. Remember that again, uh, if you uh, drop us a like, drop us a comment, hit subscribe, that certainly helps our channel, but also gives us an ability to see where the feedback is or let us know what you guys want to hear about, right? And uh, hopefully we can continue to bring more of these topics to you guys as it's, again, for Raymond and I, very enjoyable to come online, come live and, and, and just talk about topics that you know, I don't think is being talked about enough in terms of personal finances. Okay. So thanks again. Uh, we're from Diversified Capital and we'll see you next Friday at three. Thank you so much. All right. Bye everyone. Bye.